In early October, the Parrot Hall Coalition announced that a feasibility study to preserve one of Geneva's greatest historic structures was being conducted. In addition, engineers were drawing up stabilization and roof replacement documents. It was a huge, huge step. All of this for Parrot Hall. The Preservation League of New York State, the Landmark Society, and Friends of Parrot Hall have been working tirelessly over the last year to come up with a future plan for the building on North Street. Prior to this emergence of energy, the historic structure along North Street in Geneva faced a rather bleak future. In fact, it even risked demolition, at least until a deal was struck in the summer of 2019, which got things rolling. Now more than a year into those efforts to rehab the property, it's becoming an example of what can be done when local grassroots energy aligns with statewide organizations. Today we debrief the Parrot Hall Rehabilitation Project with Bob Seen, who serves as Vice President with the Friends of Parrot Hall, and Aaron Tobin, Vice President for Policy and Preservation with the Preservation League of New York State. So right now, uh, we're at a very exciting place. We have a, um, a feasibility study underway, and that's something that uh, the Parrot Hall Coalition has wanted for some time, and um, that the New York State Office of Parks, Recreation, and Historic Preservation is very excited about, um, along with Cornell. So that is underway, and simultaneously, um, we are we have engaged uh, an architecture firm, Crawford and Stearns, and their consulting engineer, Klepper Hahn and Hyatt, to um, come up with stabilization plans for the building. So in one track, we have what will it be, and what can it be, and what's feasible, and on the other track, we have Let's make sure the building is stabilized and um, waterproof and uh, ready for its next life. So both of those things are happening right now. Um, and uh, our architect and engineer have gotten up. They've gotten up to the third floor. They've inspected the roof. Um, they've actually gotten up into the crawl space. So they've seen spaces in Parrot Hall that have not seen the light of day for quite some time which is also very exciting. Um, and uh, right now we actually have a proposal from a contractor to um, put a tarp on the roof. They, they, their engineer found a way to safely cover the hole um, to keep the water out uh, and the weather out uh, in, while they're drawing up the plans for the permanent new roof. So that's where we are right now. And um, I'm hopeful it's it's all good stuff right now. It's obviously been a, a lengthy process uh, for to get everything to come together. When you think about the last, say, 12 to 14 months and the progress now that's been made and sort of the big, what feels like pretty big leaps forward, um, how does it, how do you sort of uh, connect that to the the broader case study that is these old buildings can be rehabbed they can be helped and you know at the end of the day we can preserve the 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 history that we have in a lot of these communities across the state um yes we so this is a really good example from my perspective and and bob of course has a perspective as somebody who's been uh, a leader with a local movement, but from a statewide perspective, this is such a good example for other communities that have a beloved historic building that is long vacant or threatened um, because the coalition really came together. The Friends of Parrot Hall and the city of Geneva 
none of this would be here with, we would not be here without them. And it's really the combination of the two that made this happen. Um, without the friends and without the city, uh, we would definitely not be in this position. And so I think the role of groups like the Preservation League of New York State and the Landmark Society of Western New York is to support and um, lift up those efforts uh, and um, backstop them as much as we can. So, you know, that's this is a really good example. And I think it's a positive example to give people hope that it can happen elsewhere, but it's not a quick process. And, um, uh, you know, it takes a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of dedication. And to that end, uh, Bob, it looks like we have you back now. Um, yeah. The- Let me under, underline um, what Aaron has said, because the, I can't um, underemphasize the importance of what the Preservation League and Landmark Society has done. Because as individuals, small groups of people, even the city with its experience in preservation, um, this could have been a project that we were just, we felt overwhelmed. And when the two organizations came in, um, they provided extensive help with us and gave us encouragement and then allowed us to get in contact with the people who can really make a difference. I mean, those uh, contractors that we have now, experts in restoration and dealing with old buildings and knowing the structures and how best to um, to work within those structures. So the coalition is what has really moved the project forward. It's no one individual organization, but everybody together. And it, it has greatly strengthened the project and uh, allows us to move forward. And to that end, uh, obviously local support has been uh, pretty crucial for you guys. Uh, walk us through what that has felt like, just seeing the community sort of rally around uh, the idea and the concept of preserving this building and seeing what options are out there for it instead of just sort of giving up like what does unfortunately happen in a lot of communities where you don't have that strong structural support uh, in the community. Our initial support uh, for the for the group that was working on Parrot Hall really came from the uh, employees at the experiment station or Agritech. Um, and not only the, the current employees, but the retirees. And there was a retiree organization that um, we drew heavily upon for our uh, initial campaign and support and seeking individuals. So it, it started internally, so to speak, uh, but there were enough others in the, in the city of Geneva and surrounding area that also recognized the importance of the building. And you know they rallied around us as well. And as we move forward and continue our expansions, in fact, we have, uh, we have hired a development director who is now working with us regionally on seeking out funds, um, you know, we will expand our efforts and hopefully be, um, you know, many fold more successful in, in getting the support that we need, the monetary support, but also simply people who are saying, yes, I agree, we need to preserve this building. So that, that was, uh, from my perspective, uh, where the where the initial support came from. And I might add, too, that there were, uh, back in the 1970s, when the building was turned over to uh, parks, uh, we had a lot of people at the station who wanted to see the building reused. And so ideas were generated there. 
Uh, unfortunately, that never really uh, came to fruition, uh, but we carry on the ideas that they generated initially and uh, are looking at it towards um, you know, using the building as an education center, um, a history center for food and agriculture. But I'm probably getting too far ahead of myself. So <laughs> let's continue, Josh. Well, and, and I, I'm glad you you brought that up because I think that has been one of the, the pretty common questions. And you've both touched on it a little bit. Um, the uncertainty connected to what will be next, even though things are moving in the right direction. You don't know what the final, the final vision or final product is going to necessarily look like yet. Um, so when you get those questions, how have, have you all approached answering them and sort of uh, giving, giving everyone an idea of, of how you are going through this process and what the, the options and potential is for the space year, two years, three years, four years, maybe it's five years down the road? Well, I'll say that the um, the feasibility study is really about figuring out the highest and best use, um, what makes sense, what pencils out in terms of um, you know a, an economically sustainable use. As um, as Bob said, it really should, and and everybody wants there to be some component to acknowledging its history, its interpretation. Um, but the great thing about Parrot Hall is that it um, it's a really adaptable building. It's big. It's basically a box. Um, and uh, unlike um, when we have, for example, a vacant church or a vacant theater where there's not a lot of flexibility with what you can do with the space, here we have a series of rooms. So um, it, it, there's a lot of flexibility and it doesn't have to be one thing. It can be offices and an interpretive space. It can have a mixture of uses. I think um, I think overall we wanna make sure, and, and I'm speaking on all this from the, from the bigger picture, you know, we wanna make sure that it fits with Cornell's vision for agritech because it's surrounded by agritech. We wanna make sure it fits in with the city's vision. It's in a beautiful residential neighborhood. Um, so there's, there's a lot of opportunity. Um, and, and I'll let Bob speak to kind of the more local um, thoughts on it. Sure. Um, what Aaron has said is exactly what, um, what is happening. There are many different ideas. And um, with the support and, and one of the contractors that we have now, um, we're looking at the feasibility of how we use that building. Um, now, this was encouraged that we do this, uh, encouraged by the state, but it will give us a better sense of the, the utilization. And we can, we can perhaps use it for um, educating students from the area schools, um, people who visit the area. Uh, we used to. At this, we at the experiment station um, had a person who spent a great deal of time educating people who simply stopped by and requested uh, a little bit more information and groups and uh, organizations that would come in and wanted to see the work that's going on. In recent years, that has stopped simply because of the budget restraints. Uh, here's a perfect opportunity where we can interface the work that's being done uh, in Geneva at Agritech with people who are simply wanting to know what is new in agriculture and food and how Cornell is addressing many of these uh, and varied topics. So there's a wealth of things that we 
believe that the that Parrot Hall can do for us. And what we knew, need to do now and what we're doing with the aid of our contractors is figuring out what are the best opportunities and uh, how can we support that in the long term. So when you look at the next uh, six to 12 months, what are the best ways that folks can get involved, whether they're in Geneva or outside of Geneva, or maybe are just interested in this whole preservation thing um, to keep a, a really awesome historic structure alive and well? How can they get involved and how can they help you guys? We have a website uh, called friendsofparrothall.org and parrot is spelled P-A-R-R-O-T-T, two R's, two T's. And there's certainly an opportunity there um, to donate to our efforts. We're always looking for uh, volunteers. We have a board of directors for the not-for-profit Friends of Parrot Hall. Uh, but as we're moving forward, uh, we're gonna be needing more people. And again, uh, contact through the website would, would be the best way. Um, but the variety of organizations that are involved in this, the uh, Preservation League, the Landmark Society, um, the City of Geneva, even uh, Cornell, um, because we're located there, uh, they can direct people who are interested in learning more and perhaps even participating. So there's ample up there's ample opportunity for people to be involved and engaged. All right. And I'll say you, you can go to the Preservation League's website as well, and we direct people back to the Friends of Parrot Hall, which is preserve nys as in New York State dot org, or the Landmark Society of Western New York, which is landmarksociety.org. So. Uh, online there's there's a lot but you want to donate through the friends of parrot hall um if you if you want to contribute to this um that's that's the place to go 